Hi, everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host, Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I'm fantastic, just like the monkey that wants to talk to the camera in every stinking episode of this season. You're really fixated on this monkey. <laughs> I don't like monkeys. Actually, I don't like uh, apes to begin with. Sorry, the ape, not the monkey. He's a chimpanzee. But why does he have to constantly talk to the camera? I have... Matt, there's way... Be- the monkey is not the problem of this episode. I hate to break it to you. <laughs> There's way, way bigger problems. Uh, hi, guys. We are brought to you by our supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash The Simpson Show. For only $2 a month, gain access to all of our bonus content. We have a couple people to thank, Matthew. All right. We have Stuart Thompson. Thank you, Stuart. Thank you, Stuart. And Fareed. Thank you, Fareed. Thank you, Fareed. This week's episode is Children of a Lesser Clawed. Episode CAB F-16, originally aired May 13th, 2001, written by Al Jean, directed by Mike Balcino. I still don't know what the rating is for this one. It's probably something. I mean, it's, I'm sure it's basic. fine. I'm sure it's like most of the... Okay, here's the number. 13.8 million. That's 13.8 million viewers, not households. Households, it would be lo- like seven or something or six. It's like half of that number, basically. Um, yeah. But I don't have any comparisons for, like, how well it did on Fox or whatever. It aired on Mother's Day, Matt. Thank goodness it has nothing to do with mothers whatsoever. Well, the chalkboard gag is is applicable. That's why I mentioned that. The chalkboard gag is, today is not Mothra's day. I mean, Godzilla just came out last I, week, so it's kind of. I mean, I'm seeing Godzilla tomorrow, so absolutely. Bucky. I'm ready for some Mothra and some Ghidorah and whatever other dumb monsters are going to kill each other. I'm I'm all I'm on board. Uh, the couch gag: The Simpsons are a family of crash test dummies that get slammed in the TV as part of the test. The Homer's dummy head falls off from the sudden trauma. It's it's all right. It's decent. It's it's quick, uh, but you know impactful. Quick, quick physical gag. Yeah, that's ultimately all they have to be. Is quick, if you get a quick physical gag in, you you done good. I would say for your for your couch gag um i'm the the rest of the episode has a strict a more stringent metric i would say for success matt than a quick physical gag unfortunately it fails mm. uh so the episode begins with everyone at the ymca is this a thing that happens like open open house day, I feel like it happens at most gyms and, and gym like things. But like on a specific night, I thought most gyms just like, hey, your first time in, you can try it out for free. Not like, hey, you go on this Tuesday night and you take your whole family, and that's the time that we're all. I don't know. It's it's a weird. Uh, this again. This is hey man. I I actually had my hopes up because I saw this was written by Al Jean, and he's made. He's written some of the better episodes of the Scully years. He's managed to wring actual like emotion <laughs> and and yeah. and catharsis out of like characters, even in the Scully year uh, misery. And I was like, maybe this episode. I I barely remembered it. Maybe it will make sense, and maybe it will have some actual genuine feeling and character in it, and be different. Not have the same scullier formula that they just settle into where the first act doesn't matter. Well, see, uh, it does adhere to that formula, but I feel like the core of this episode, which is mostly what comes from the original writer who gets credited, is actually a really interesting one of, oh, Homer 
uh, gets involved with other kids. His kids feel jealous. It's brother from the same planet, but from a different tack. That I feel like is an interesting way of looking at it. But it seems like once it got to the writer's room, they just started throwing all the season 12 crap at it and too much of it stuck. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's I'm going to say it up front. This episode is a mess. It is a mess. Um, so we have they're at the YMCA. Uh, we, so we get lots of of YMCA jokes. Um, first, we have Lisa going to gymnastics class and Bart going into an etiquette class. Welcome to gymnastics. I am Coach Lugash. I came to this country in 83 by cartwheeling over Berlin Wall. <laughs> no giggling! It weakens the haunches. What a little angel. How old are you? Eight. Eight! Tall! Gaham, Grandma! I am sorry, little girl. Lugash must go next door to anger management class. Worthless! Anger management class! I hate it so much! I spit on it! Yo, boy, this class is tight. You go from slopper to proper. Cool. <gasps> Welcome to my etiquette class. The proper young man. But the black man said, Are you accusing my husband of misleading you? Good gracious! I should bust a cap in your ass. The racism starts early in this. <laughs> it's not. Does it? Is it better if it's if it could be worse? Not really. No, no, it's not. <laughs> I was. To be fair, Matt. Again, I would even say that the it, it's not nearly like on the Scully or offensive scale. It's pretty low, honestly. That's true. It could be much, much worse, but it's still bad. It's not great. It's largely the problem is it's not funny. Being well, funny, yeah, especially. Being funny can excuse Sorry. a lot of things. It really can. And, and this, I, we're getting into this early, guys. But essentially, Act 1 is nothing but bad jokes, uh, terribly done, that eventually lead us to an actual plot. That's 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 the entirety of Act 1. And this is not a, a quick Act 1 that just, you know, okay, they're going to get into Act 2 really quickly, and then we get plot. No, this is a full, fat Act no, 1 I, that is seven minutes. It's the, No, but I mean... It's the same problem we face with the Scullyers a lot, Matt, where it's not even to the plot. It's the inciting incident to the inciting incident. It doesn't even right. get us to the pl – the plot doesn't – like, it's not like, oh, here's a plot hook, end of act two. It is, no, here's an – we we finally get the thing that will eventually get us to the plot. It's not even like, he here's a plot hook for us. No, it's just – it is a bunch of non-funny gags. I don't – I think – I don't know – in 2001 was the angry russian gymnastics coach was that a was that a, a well-worn trope at that point i don't know i know that in 2019 I, it is i don't it's not funny anymore i don't find you know, oh the and especially on the heels of the terrible uh scandals coming out of uh u.s gymnastics programs so i don't that's not the simpsons fault but it certainly does uh affect how uh, funny i think things are then we get a basketball game which takes so much time at so much basketball well, so much basketball and just all of these jokes about the ymca take forever i don't yeah and so we get they're playing a pick where's marge by the way i had a question about that where's marge <sighs> Who knows? She's not here. Marge is not present at the YMCA, I guess. Uh, but Homer, we get a lot of time. 
This is also episode also suffers from Captain Wacky Homer, where he has to be there at all the t- every time. There's we cannot literally have a moment without Homer. He has to be there throughout the entire episode. We, we get maybe a minute at a time without him, and then it comes back. Where's Homer? What's Homer doing? Whenever Homer's not on the screen, people should be asking, "Where's Homer?" So we get a basketball game. We have Rainer Wolfcastle's there saying he bought the YMCA. Homer gets picked and then calls everyone else on the other team. Everyone who didn't get picked, a loser. Uh, Lenny and Carl are on the same team. Homer's on the... And then there's a joke about groundskeeper Willie's kilt. Wearing a kilt while he's being... While he's doing... Playing basketball. And he's not wearing underwear. So we have to be... All the men are... Oh man, that's gross. He's His kilt's riding up while he's playing basketball. Yep. I don't that that's not a joke, guys. Guys, that's not a joke. Ooh, that's gross. That's the that's the laziest joke. Isn't it funny that we see Wooly's butt? No, that's that's it's not a Okay. So we we got a joke about Carl being good at basketball because he's black. Which guys, it doesn't you can't <laughs> This is what bothers me about is it's not the fact that they make a joke about Carl being good at basketball because he's black. It's that they think that it's okay because they make a joke about it. Because Carl is good at basketball. He does some crazy windmill dunk or something that breaks the backboard. But they think it's okay to do it because they made a joke about it in the first place. Because they're subverting the stereotype. It makes it okay. Why don't we just skip it entirely and stop making jokes about it's, stupid crap? They're lampshading. It's them do, we talk about them. They're lampshading their own jokes. And that's bad look, guys. You don't make fun of yourself. That's what you're doing. When you're doing this, it just you're like pointing a big arrow and saying, look how lazy I am. Um, there's I, I don't I there, there's more here. I don't. But it doesn't matter. It's like Matt literally in our notes just said basketball game. And I was like, that's not very descriptive. And then I watched it. And I'm like, nope, that's what else is there to say? There's it's just basketball <laughs> game. Like, it doesn't matter. None of it matters. Um there's there's no it's not one redeeming quality in this thing and and finally finally it feels forever homer um goes up for some move where he, he homer goes for a move where he's gonna jump off of skinner and do a dunk and then hurts himself tears his tears an acl ligament and then has to have surgery this is how the act ends I'm afraid you've torn out your anterior cruciate ligament. Did you say anterior? Yes. <laughs> now, how did this happen? Maybe a little morphine would refresh my memory. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I don't know. I'm still a little hazy. Oh, yeah. Now I remember it like it was yesterday. It happened today. Hey, man, you're harshing my buzz. Anyway, it all started when I was... You go, Homer. (laughs) Ow! Jetson! We've got to get you into surgery. Maybe a little morphine would get me there quicker. So many times we've seen our father go under the knife. One more and I get a free hysterectomy. 
Now, Homer, you'll have a full recovery from your spinal cord injury. What spinal cord injury? Oh, he fell off the gurney. But it will take plenty of time and rehab before you can go back to work. Miss work, but my life would be nothing without the nucleon plant. Oh, you're also responsible for this hefty hospital bill. You shouldn't have ordered all those hospital haircuts and porno films. But Dr. Screwlittle sounded like a delightful romp. Well, you don't have to worry about the bill. We've never welched on a... Look, a bear! Run! Uh, oh! 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 <laughs> yep, that's what we need. Jokes about porno movies and haircuts. And I... That clip is almost two minutes long, but I wanted to include it all just to demonstrate how empty it is. Well, that definitely worked because I, I don't ever want to watch this again. No, wait. <laughs> I already felt like that. <laughs> Matt, what happens at the end of that clip? I just want to be – so obviously we're, we, no one can see it. So Homer makes the, he makes the joke where he's like, hey, a bear, and then he tries to run away so he can't – so he doesn't have to pay his hospital bill. Uh, and then his leg collapses because he just had surgery on it. And then what happens? Be, to be clear, uh, I believe he falls over and screams. And then I don't remember. There's a bear, Matt. There's a bear. How do I? How did I miss a bear? You're angry at about a monkey. I'm angry about a bear because a bear oh. literally walks on the in, onto the screen next to and just stands next to Doctor Hibbert and goes. Rrr. You can hear that in the clip if you listen. Uh, there's a bear in the hospital. Of course there is. There's they they have reused this joke at least three times in the skull in the last season and a half, I would say. The, literally, I can reference it right off the top of my head. Simpson Safari, because it's this is the same joke as that dumb boar joke that Bart makes in the car, in the Jeep, where he goes, "Hey, oh, you look like a boar. And then there's a boar there. Mm-hmm. And then this is the same joke. Homer. Hey, there's a bear. And he tries away. And then there actually is a bear. And it's just like, Matt, what's the joke about morphine? Why is that a joke? Where's the joke in that? Could you explain that to me? Am I missing something? I believe it's because the writers work for Purdue Pharmaceutical and we're really trying to push Oxycontin. (laughs) Well, there wasn't an opioid crisis in uh, the U.S. at that point, I think. I mean, there was, but nobody knew about it yet. I mean, does it exist if if there's a forest in a tree and you don't see it? Does it happen? Yeah, it absolutely happens. <laughs> I was, I'm just being, uh, I'm being stupid because I need to laugh at something. I'm certainly not laughing at this episode. Um, so yeah. Homer, here where here's where we're at. Homer has torn his ACL and he's had surgery. That is liter- That is what has happened so far in this episode of Substance. Oh, and a whole bunch of bad jokes. Don't forget all the bad jokes. I mean, again, Matt, I don't calling them jokes is awfully generous of you. Well, that's true. Uh, the attempts at jokes. We go. Uh, we go to commercial. Seven. Seven. Matt. Seven minutes and ten seconds in. That this took up seven minutes. Seven. It minutes. sure did. It sure My did. So God. yes, it took up seven minutes. Uh, when we come back, Homer has to stay off his leg for two weeks. We get a, an entire reprisal at the hospital of you know what you must have forgotten in the last two and a half minutes of commercials is that Homer has to stay off his leg for two weeks. So Homer goes uh, home. And we see Homer's adult friends acting like kids. And, and Barney comes and, and knocks on the door and asks Marge if Homer can come out to play. Because 
I guess that's uh, the joke is that they're acting like kids, even though they're not. I I don't know why, but that's that's the joke. I I, I think it would be fine if this episode had substance. And ultimately, I think that's a lot of these jokes, Matt, where they're they're quick and they're meaningless and they'd be fine. I think we we wouldn't mind them in an episode that had substance, but because there is nothing here. It shines a bright spotlight on the fact that why is this joke here when there's not when they haven't built the the framework around like they're they're like there's no foundation so when you are they when they build on something that there's no sound foundation where we all we're thinking about is why is this here when they haven't even worked on the bottom yet start with a the foundation and they haven't so it's it I it's not like it's a grievy. I will take th- I will take them acting like little kids and you know Barney b- being like Dennis the Menace or whatever a hundred percent of the time over that basketball game. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But okay. Anyway, uh, we get the jokes about the kid, the adults being children and asking you know Marge if Homer can come out to play. Uh, then we get Homer being sad uh, that he cannot come out to play, and Grandpa tries to cheer him up in what might be one of the worst ways possible. <sighs> Well, I can still hang out with you guys. Sorry, I got a baseball game in 15 minutes. And I've got a rally for Take Back the Afternoon. (laughs) Oh, the tables have turned. Now you're the shut-in, and I'm the hip young dude. There goes my wagging finger. I'm so bored. Oh, come on, there's lots of ways to pass the time. Hitch up your pants. Air whittle. Make friends with a Chinese man? Uh, Mr. Simpson, you weren't supposed to leave the home. Thank you, Ping Pong. My name is Craig. Sure it is. So, yes, ha-ha, old people are racist. So are the writers, so I guess they would get along really well with Grandpa. So. I, again, Matt, it's just, it could be worse, but it's still not good. So, yeah, yeah. Could be worse. Anyway, so Homer is bored because he has to stay at home all the time, which, you know, he skips work constantly. So I don't know why it's such a big deal to him. But hey, uh, I, all he ever wants to do is sit on the couch and watch TV and drink beer. But that's it, it's the it, it wouldn't it wouldn't be a problem. This episode, that part of that, like there's so many things like it's impossible because it's everything, everything about it is messy and doesn't make sense in context. And it wouldn't be a problem for Homer, you know, oh, Homer's stuck. Like, the joke is, yes, Homer is normally lazy and wants to do nothing but sit at home and drink beer and watch TV. But now that he's forced to, he doesn't like it anymore, right? Right. Now he's all antsy because now he has to do it. And, you know, he had the freedom before. And that sentiment is fine. Like, you could easily make it a part of the episode. But... They never express that. They never, there's never a moment where Homer goes, you know what? I normally, because they treat it like they, they want to make it feel like they want to make it feel like, oh, we're so clever. Homer never wants to leave, but now he can't. Uh, and blah, blah. And yeah, everyone at work's going to miss me so much. But guys, like you, you, this, the Scullyers, they're so happy to constantly point out how Homer never goes to work and how th- this world isn't real. And Homer, of course, in the real world would have been fired a million times over. But because it's a TV show, we he, he doesn't get fired. And we pointed out literally in one t- at one point, three episodes in a row, 
we have a joke about Homer not going to work. And because they don't do the homework, it doesn't make any sense. It's it's just it does it's dumb. They don't because it, and like it's just easy. Like this is exa- this is the Scullyers in a nutshell. It's just like look, it could be fine, but because you don't bother doing your homework, you don't bother laying a foundation. You're like, oh, this is dumb. Yeah, it's it's incredibly dumb. Uh, so like Robbie said, uh, Homer tries to breed the cat and the dog together, uh, because he is an awful awful human being. Oh, Matt. Uh, yeah, I know because that's what people do. They don't read. They don't try to do watch TV or a movie or anything. They try to breed the cat and dog together, uh, because that's funny. So now we are almost to the plot. We have almost gotten there halfway through Act Two. Uh, Flanders comes over to ask Marge to babysit. Uh, however, she's not there because she's identifying a body at the morgue. Matt, can I stop you right here? <laughs> oh, this is seen as in our notes. This is all in capital letters. Yes. Well, you didn't, okay. you didn't, you didn't write this down in the notes, okay? And I had forgotten it. I had no recollection of this episode whatsoever. So, and all it says is, says Flanders asked Marge to babysit, but she's not there. And so, when I get to the part of the episode. It's not, oh, Marge just isn't there for any, you know, not unexplained reason. Marge is in there because she is identifying a body at the morgue. I, I'm going to repeat that one more time. She is identifying a body at the morgue. And then they cut to her. It's not even a non sequitur where we don't see her. They, they make it a point to, exp- they could easily say anything to get Marge out of the house. Oh, she's getting her hair done. Oh, she's grocery shopping. She's went for a walk. She's having, she's hanging out with her sisters. There's a million reasons. You don't have to do anything. But instead, they explicitly say she's identifying a body at the morgue. And then we cut to the morgue. Where she is in next to a body, looks at it, oh, this is not my Uncle Carl, and then she says, oh, this person is actually still alive, and it's Hans Molman. And then they, I guess, shove Hans Molman back into the freezer, uh, where he dies, I guess. Um, Why? Because they thought it was a joke? Random nonsense is not a joke. It is in the Scully years. (sighs) Oh, God. Matt, Matt. It's it's just this stuff where it's just like Rana it like family guy cutaway gags are actually like at times funny because they are so patently absurd. Like the one off the top of my head I think that most people think a lot about when they think about family guy cutaway gags is Axe body spray for sick cats. It's one I think about. Like it is one I I uh-huh. I, I laugh. I laugh so hard at it. And like I, the family uh-huh. guy I don't always laugh at family family guy cutaway gags. But it is at its core, it is a uh, a a funny idea, a funny situation, right? What is funny about Marge identifying a body at the morgue? It's funny because she's it's not her uncle, somebody else. <laughs> Matt, your explanation of it is ten times funnier than the actual episode because yours you're like you have there's question marks at the end of that statement because you don't know you're like because maybe this is why this is insane this is how we we have yet to get to the plot this is 10 minutes into the episode that we no side of the plot and we but we have time to cut away to marge at the morgue identifying a body what 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 is going on? 
I don't know, man. Help, I, Matt, help. I, I feel like, I feel, I, when, it, it's, when I'm watching this, it feels like I'm on uh, a, a deserted island, and I'm throwing, I need to, like, I have a message in a bottle, I have one bottle, and I'm just, like, throwing it as far as I can in the ocean and hope someone gets it. Because that's what I need. Yeah. I need help here. What is, I feel like I'm stranded in Simpsons, uh, Simpsons Island, Scullier Island. Like, I could literally, that's all I have. Marge identifying a body at the morgue. It is never mentioned again. It is never mentioned. It's not mentioned once prior to this. This is for, I think, Matt, aside from Marge at the operating, in the hospital, this is the, this, she's, like, Marge has said two lines in this episode. The first one is, the next, the next one I get a free hysterectomy. Mm -hmm. And the second one is, oh, that's not my Uncle Carl. Well, yeah, because if you have Marge there, it's not as funny because she is realistic. <sighs> Please continue. Anyway, so yes. Uh, so Homer decides that he is going to uh, babysit Rod and Todd, which if you remember 20 minutes ago, uh, that is what's happening in the episode. Uh, Homer offers to babysit them. And it turns out that uh, Rod and Todd really enjoy being babysat by Homer because he tells them stories about how the world is screwing him over, which... Hey, you know, who doesn't like a good story of, of you know, someone else being screwed over? It makes you feel good about yourself because that didn't happen to you. Uh, of course, we missed the joke uh, earlier that Flanders was going to see a Christian rock concert printed on the ticket. Chris Rock. So, yes, uh, Flanders somehow missed who exactly Chris Rock is. So he went to a Chris Rock show instead of a Christian rock show, which I feel like Flanders would not like Christian rock. But I guess he went out with a Christian rock star. So who knows? Uh, so, yes, uh, Rod and Todd like Homer. And so Homer decides that he is going to start a daycare uh, because he was good at it once. Why not get a whole bunch of extra kids in there? Matt, Matt mm -hmm. why does Homer agree to babysit Rod and Todd? Because he's bored? Uh, no. I mean, yes, probably like in real life. Yeah, that's the, <laughs> that I don't. I But in this episode, it is explicitly he feels like I, I think Flanner says you don't have to do it. He'd find someone else. Right. Because Flanders does it. And, and I, my thought is because Flanders mindset is, I don't want to burden you with this. I can find someone else to do it. Um, and Homer takes that as a challenge. Homer takes that as, Oh, you, you won't. Oh, you don't want me to babysit Ron Tom that I will. You know, he takes it, you know, it's of course <laughs> it's the stupidest. And this is the core of the plot, right? Him watching, yes, exactly. the, him well, watching this, children. This is the start of the plot. Him watching children. He wants to do. He wants to do something, and there is. I don't, Matt. I don't. You say that he starts a daycare because he's good at it. Are you sure that's why? Oh, because he's good at it. Of the why? I, that's above everything else in this episode. This episode's a mess. No, no, I said he started a daycare because he likes it. He likes the children looking up to him. Uh, and we're going to get to why a little later. Exactly. Uh, apparently, his kids are sick of all his stories and they don't look up to him and respect him anymore. And that is why he wants to start a daycare is because he wants to be around kids uh, who, you know, are still interested in what he has to say and treat him like an authority figure because his kids have realized that, no, he is not. What I'm going to propose something, Matt. Mm -hmm. maybe if Homer is running this daycare because he feels disrespected by his son and daughter, or maybe feels like they don't appreciate him 
or love him as much as they have, or maybe he's getting tired of just being, I, I don't know. It doesn't, it, I, I, I think the very foundation of the, like the fundamental premise of that is terrible and makes me hate Homer or at least dislike him in this episode. Well, I mean, yeah. Uh, which is one of the big problems there. I I was about to say they're the biggest problem, but no, there's like five big problems. Um, and but one of them, you know, one of them is yeah, the the very principle of like, oh yeah, Homer's just tired of his kids, so he wants new ones. Are on what or how is that relatable? Like, there's many many episodes where Homer is makes mistakes and uh, then makes up for it. But the very foundation of this episode is like, oh, he's just tired of his kids, so he's gonna you know you know you know get get new ones basically to take care of and you're like well that's makes me not like homer to begin with but if you're gonna do it why on earth wouldn't you lay it why that first act that is full of basketball and gymnastics and racism why on earth wouldn't you have bits where you have the kids have homer here matt i'm gonna this is free this is free i'm not a i'm Mm -hmm. not I don't work for The Simpsons. Hey, The Simpsons in 2000-whatever. This is a free. You start the episode with Homer wanting to do something with the kids and the kids not wanting to do it with Homer. And they think Homer's not cool anymore. Homer, Dad, you're not cool. I don't want to do anything with you. Homer goes, I want to play. Let's play catch. Let's go to an amusement park. Let's do whatever. And both Bart and Lisa reject him. And when in because he's rejected or because he's, you know, or after he gets injured, he goes, hey, kids, will you spend time with me? I'm stuck here. You want to watch Hitchy and Scratchy? Something. And they go, no. And then because they rejected him, he seeks attention from other children. He goes, oh, actually, yeah, this is. And then he goes, oh, this is fun. I'm going to start daycare. And then Bart and Lisa recognize eventually that that's why Homer rejected them. Why Homer went to looking for attention from other kids. Is Rob, because- you, skipped, you skipped right to the fix this episode. Do we even need to do the rest of this? <laughs> that's a good question, Matt. Yes, we do actually okay uh, what Fair happens enough. i just it's just it's it's literally matt this is like it's literally present like some at some points like it's not till we get to the end of the episode where i go oh this is what's wrong but it's immediate apparent maybe it's just because we watch so many scullyers and they so so many of them rely on the same old formula but it's immediately apparent that they have no idea what they're doing this feels like you're talking about that monkey writing on that typewriter. This feels like it, this episode was written by that dang monkey. Feels like Mr. Teeny wrote this episode. Like yeah. Mr. Teeny's probably a better writer than the writing room at this point because well, I, yeah. at least I can go, oh, well, it was a monkey. It's pretty impressive that he wrote something at all. Much like the joke. In this uh, exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, so, Matt. Yes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't help myself. It's so let's, bad. Let's try and plow through this. It's so bad. Okay, so yes, uh, Homer starts to daycare. Uh, he gets a whole bunch of other kids, including Ralph and Millhouse. Uh, at one point, one of them wants to see his scab. So Homer says, sure, because he's disgusting, and lets the kids touch it, and the scab grows around the kid's hand, which is one, no, two, disgusting, three, ew. That's Ra- just awful. It, it's Ralph. No. Yeah, yeah, I know. Ralph is now part of Homer, basically. Ra- Homer is going to absorb Ralph into his bloodstream, which is a bad idea for... so. So many reasons. Uh, Homer also sings uh, a, a stupid song he made up, and all the kids love it because they have to for the plot. Uh, literally, they're being forced from behind by the writer's room from off screen, being poked with a stick to like it. And then uh, we get Bart confronting. Uh, well, he's not really. Hey, Bart! Your dad gave me this. St- My bad. 
so then we see Bart at school the next day with Milhouse, uh, who Bart tries to let Milhouse know what the real Homer is like. And unfortunately, Milhouse, having only seen the fake Homer, doesn't believe. Hey, Bart, your dad gave me this temp tattoo. It's so cool. You have the bestest dad. He read me a story about Chinese food. You haven't seen the real Homer. It's all burping and neglect. I think we know your dad a little bit better than you do, Bart. Is that my jacket? He said it looked better on me. Hmm. So, yes, at this point, we have Bart upset that no one believes him about the real Homer because they haven't seen the real Homer because Homer's still enamored with them, essentially. Uh, so we then go back to Homer being super nice uh, about uh, other people's kids, uh, doing fun things with them. Uh, Bart and Lisa are obviously upset about this. But at first, at first, they decide, hey, we're going to you know try and just kick Homer into gear, uh, remembering how much he loves us. So they take a framed picture of themselves and Homer, wrap it up as a present and put it on the skateboard and just throw it down the stairs and it gently hits Homer in the ankle. Homer sees this, picks up the picture frame, takes out the picture and replaces it with, you know, a, a something else. I forget exactly what. It is his uh, uh, it is his daycare certification. That's right. His daycare certification because for once Homer has actually done what is right and gotten the correct licensing, which is uh, I believe it's earlier in the episode. It may be in Act Three, uh, where Homer says, "You know, he got a, a, a he named the daycare Homer Simpson's daycare owner Marge Simpson because of a legal thing, basically, so Homer can't get sued by doing terrible things because Homer is once again an awful person." So yeah, and that's when we go to commercial. It's fourteen minutes and forty three seconds in. Yep. What's the plot, Matt? The we have finally actually reached the plot. The plot is that Homer is sad, or not Homer is sad, but uh, Bart and Lisa are sad that Homer is spending more time with other kids than with them, and they are jealous. Who are who are we supposed to root for? I think we're supposed to root for Bart and Lisa, but mm. that that was that noise you just that mm, noise, Matt. That's the noise the writers' room made when <laughs> someone said, "This doesn't make any sense." Uh, and they went, they looked at their watch and went, mm, I need to go home. Uh, and that's because that's what this, this episode that it doesn't, there's no, you have to have an antagonist and a protagonist. I'm not saying hero and villain because I, I don't think the, I don't think a Simpsons character should ever be a villain, at least not any of the core family members. Not, not a real villain, maybe a fake villain. No, they should be, they should make mistakes and be an antagonist. Of an episode, but not be uh, a bad, not be a bad person. You know, like in Summer Four Foot Two, Bart does something wrong by you know telling, like by, by ruining Lisa's uh, you know relationships with her friends. At least what Lisa thinks she he does that, and he does it because he feels like his position is being usurped. He feels like oh, I used to be the cool kid, and now Lisa's the cool kid. And it's you know Bart makes mistakes, but you understand it in that episode. You go okay, I understand why Bart makes those mistakes. And he's never a villain. He is just an he's the antagonist, and I don't think he even understands the true depth to how he hurts Lisa. And then when he does, he makes amends. He goes and gets his her her new friends, and they you know they cover the cards he shows. Uh, 
Oh, I'm I'm just reminiscing about good episodes, man. Yeah, I know. It feels I nice. Know. I remember four, summer four for two. That's a good episode. Um, but you need to have that division because one, the Scully is Scully, Mike Scully and this creative team are simply not capable of telling a nuanced story enough to like have both Homer and Bart and Lisa be like good guys. They can't do that. Where like, oh, they all make mistakes. Um. So you have to have one of them be like, oh, we made a mistake and we're sorry. Um, but they don't – I Homer is a monster in this because he doesn't – He there's no reason. He says, Matt, you know, he says, oh, yeah, I, I'm doing this because my, my, my kids have heard all my stories before. What, so you're basically just saying, I got bored with my kids, so I got new ones. That is – Basically, yes. That is psychopathic behavior. Mm-hmm. That is not a father. Like, that is not Homer. That's not my Homer. You know, that's not... Oh, I... If Homer's anything, it's... He's a lazy parent. This is not lazy. This is... This is... his. This is aggressive over-parenting. And then it's also aggressively angry at his own kids for no reason. It's not like they did something. Like, if... Like what I said earlier, if they had, like, rejected spending time with him and made him hurt his feelings, I could understand him then reaching out to other kids to spend, you know, spend time with when he's... While he's injured and laid up. But there's no reason. Nothing ever happens. It's like it, this is basic, and they can't even handle that. So I don't know who I'm. Am I rooting for Bart and Lisa? Am I rooting for for Homer? Am I rooting for? I don't. I don't want. The problem is, Matt. I don't want Homer and Bart and Lisa to get back together. They're this 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 is like rooting for two for like an unhealthy relationship. You know, I they should break up. <laughs> Yes, yes, they should. This is, this is, uh, okay. Uh, we get Homer, sorry guys, we're back to the plot. Plot, with, that's sneer quotes. Homer is still, uh, he's not good at it. Uh, also, Matt, you keep saying, we've, we keep saying about how Homer is like good at his job and he's enjoying spending time with his kids and everything. I don't think we've ever said that he's good. He's a terrible caregiver. That's definitely in our notes. Okay. I just want to make that clear then. I don't, he has to be. You can't make the plot about how he is because literally, Matt. The next thing has happened is, oh, he's getting a good guy award, right? Right, right. A guy shows up. Homer's a terrible guardian. A good guy, a shy, a guy shows up. A representative for Homer to get a humanitarian award, a, a good guy award, and that is the largest part of the third act. Is the the good guy awards and. Homer being filmed for them and further neglecting his own children. So Homer is being filmed for the Good Guys Award Show. Homer, this man is from the Good Guy Awards. We honor people who make life better for the community. Like you with your daycare center. I contributed by not objecting too much. Oh, that's my girl. Anyway, this film crew will shoot some behind-the-scenes footage of your amazing work. Is there a snack table? It's already set up. <laughs> Don't film this. Ah, uh, excuse me, this is a hot set, no visitors. It's my room. Well, if you want, you can sit on this. Teamsters are sleeping in my room. We're just resting our eyes. Because the thing is, there are no bad kids. Ow, you stepped on my arm. Sorry, Daddy thought you were a pile of cable. Tell me about the Homer Cares program. My kids wear these hearts to remind them they are always loved. Aww. Did you make them yourself? 
Yes, through the magic of caring. Night will come soon. There's got to be a way to get back at Dad. Well, I've been cutting the felt kind of crooked. No, we've got to show the world what Dad's really like. Then everything will be back to normal. <laughs> back to normal. <laughs> that's, that's that, Matt. What is that? What do you mean, what's that, Robbie? <laughs> oh, no, they've gotten to you, too. The, the, the Bart and... You say we're supposed to be reading for Bart and Lisa. And then, that, that clip. Bart going, they're... Back to normal. That's, well, that's just funny. It, we're supposed to be rooting for them to, you know, get acknowledgement from Homer about their love. But when they say it in a creepy way, it's funny. Because that's, I don't, do they not understand that when you make them do that? And then Homer literally steps on Bart. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, man, I'm just so frustrated. Just push through. We can finish the episode, talk about how bad it is, and then we'll be done. <laughs> I need to – I just want to make sure my frustration is captured adequately. Mm-hmm. So they – Bart and Lisa hatch a scheme to get back at Homer, to get back to normal, like they say. Uh, we we cut directly to the good guy awards or whatever it is. It, Matt, I don't I don't know if you caught this, but on the, the, the sign gag on the outside of the awards show – it says it's pointless, New York Times, and I was like, "Hey, that's hey th- that all right, is this meta commentary?" Yeah, right. So that's what it feels like. We have Krusty as uh, as the uh, presenter of this award show. He has an opening spiel, uh, bad jokes. The problem is Matt that his bad jokes are indiscernible from the normal jokes of this episode. Well, of course, and also, I mean. That's the joke that his jokes are bad, right? In, in normal Simpsons episodes, yes. Except in this one, all the jokes are like this. Uh, so problem. There, here's your monkey. Your monkey gags right here with the monkey talking directly. The talking. The monkey doesn't talk to the camera this time. I mean, yeah, it does. He looks he do, at the camera. He and does goes, not. He does I, not look at the camera. The monkey does not look at the camera. He. Are you he sure? Is, he's looking at his typewriter. He's he's kind of he's kind of uh, musing on on Krusty being mean to him, but he does not stare at the camera. All right. I think I this whole episode feels like I'm in a fugue state, so I can't really verify <laughs> anything. I do also want to point out that Krusty uses the word now as a transition. Three times in this speech. Okay. I don't know. It just feels... Normally, you want to vary that up. You don't want to reuse words. Well, yeah. In any kind of writing, you want to... Matt, it's simple. It's simple. He uses the word now three times in the span of 30 seconds. Now we're going to do this. And now we're going to do this. And now we're going to do this. Okay. So... We get uh, uh, all the we get. I, I think Skinner wins some award, uh, most biggest pushover. I yes. think uh, he's also not there because of minor surgery. Flanders marches out because he doesn't win biggest pushover, which little on the nose, guys. Maybe it might be biggest doormat. I'm not. I'm not necessarily something like that. Some yeah. I, so we get to the the presentation for Homer, and we have a, a, a clip played um which segues into it shows it starts with him 
with the the footage that the the normal film crew shot, and then it jumps to the sh- the film that Bart and Lisa brought to expose him. And I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna play all this, Matt. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, it's a little long, but again, it needs to be heard. This year's winner of the Saint Who Walks Among Us Award. Please let me win this, Lord, because if you don't... Palmer Simpson! Yes! All my love has come back in trophy form. Now let's take a look at Homer's wonderful work. It looks like any other home in America, but this is the house that love built. His scabby red knee became an infectious beacon of hope. I guess you could sum up Homer in two words. Big phony! (gasps) This is the real Homer Simpson, a beer-drinking meanie. (laughs) And he gambles like crazy. I'll call. Three nines. Oh, I almost had a straight. Come to new papa. Hey, what's the deal? We just spliced in some home movies. What do you think? Well, I'd rather reserve judgment until I... Oh, my God! I'll miss you good. Ah! That is completely taken out of context. Are you little... Our children aren't safe with that monster. Yeah, keep away from him, Millhouse. You too, Ralphie. You're out of that daycare center. Oh, my polite indignation knows no bounds. <laughs> no, no, no one is taking my kids from me. Run, children, run! Come back here with my youngie. <sighs> mm-hmm. There are so many problems with this. I mean, as many as the rest of the episode. I mean, they're connected. One, Matt. Yeah, that's true. This is... We're supposed to be... We're supposed to take this at face value as a real award show, right? I guess. Eh. If if this episode is to mean anything, this has to be a real... Here, I'm I'm not going to say what they intended, because I have no idea what they actually intended for us to think about any of these things because this episode's so messy and so terribly put together. But I will say this. For this episode to work, this award show has to be real. Ostensibly real. Okay? It has to be an actual award that Homer actually cares about getting. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason. Um, pro- It's preferably not out of spite, which is seemingly why he wants to win the award. Because he doesn't want anyone else to win it. Um, in this, at least this seems to be presented that way. I'm going to tell you, this award show has to be real. Um, and say, okay, if the award show is real, everyone there is actually win- is there to win actual awards. Krusty is there because he's presenting awards. It's a real thing. This is not some giant sham. They show the video of, of Homer winning, uh, after he, won- after he wins, I guess, of the, uh, him playing. There's a clip in that clip. Before before we get to Bart and Lisa's home movies, there is a clip of him playing tug of war with the kids. Except the kids are just pulling on the rope 
His end of the rope is attached to his car, and he is reversing his car. He pulls the rope away from the kids, crashes his car into a lamppost, and then the car lights on fire. You with me, Matt? You with me so far? So far. You probably understand this, but seemingly the creators of The Simpsons at this time did not. That that makes no sense at all. And (laughs) for Lisa and Bart's revelation to mean anything for Lisa and Bart's revelation. I'm like, look how bad our dad is because literally in the clip that they show, he is chasing Bart down the street with a flail, a mace, medieval weapon. Then he goes up on stage, starts choking Bart in front of everyone. Mm -hmm. We see him pass out drunk in front of a Christmas tree in his underwear. The dog smells his butt and runs away. Those are in the Mm -hmm. clips that Bart and Lisa show. These are supposed to be revelatory. They're supposed to go, and that you hear the crowd go, oh, no, oh, we're going to take our kids away from him now. He's going to, he's terrible. You hear Ralph, and you know, you hear Chief Wakeham go, I'm taking you away, Ralph. And Apu takes his, his octoplets away. But in the clip, prior to that, before the revelation, he crashes a car and it lights on fire while he's playing with the kids. Like they do. The Film crew is there while Homer is playing with them in a treehouse, and Ralph nearly dies because he almost gets impaled on a uh, on a uh, on some a satellite dish or something on top of a uh, maybe a uh, 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 weather vane. Weather vane on top of a nearby house. Yep. It if there is if it's not hidden that he is bad, then Bart and Lisa revealing it doesn't mean anything. Your jokes aren't worth destroying the plot. Your quote-unquote jokes. If you show Homer crashing his car as a serious clip, it makes the rest of it not matter. How... This is not complicated, Matt. I say that so often. You do, but I don't think you really understand that for them, it really is. If I, This is 101 stuff. This is storytelling 101. You can't have the you can't have both of those things. If you want to tell a story, any kind of story, you have to have stakes. You have to have consequences for your characters. You have to set up the conflict. And they ignore all of it. They just have things happen. My literal notes for this. Who am I cheering for? Why are we seeing this? Why, why is any of this happening, Matt? The plot so the p- plot is presented is Bart and Lisa are jealous because Homer is giving attention to other kids. And so they're going to ruin this award show by and, and make all the other parents hate him because they're going to reveal that he's a terrible person. Except they've already seen that he's a terrible person. What is the big reveal? I mean, the best I can figure is that none of the other episodes in the entire series have happened and the rest of Springfield does not know that he's a terrible person yet. So then, Matt, mm-hmm. then after this, after it is revealed that Homer is a bad person, they're going to and then all the parents are going to pull their kids out of the state care center. Homer steals the children. I'm going to repeat this again, Matt. Homer steals the children. Homer steals ch- kidnapping, Matt, literally kidnapping a federal crime. Uh huh. Well, I mean, a crime pretty much anywhere. Yes. Felony. Serious. Serious, right up there with murder, kidnapping, very bad for you, mm-hmm. very bad. Kidnaps a dozen children, 
puts him in the back of a paddy wagon, steals the car. Endangers them. Endanger, definitely endangers them because he crashes the vehicle. Uh, so we go on a, a chase, police chase, with with Arnie Pie in the sky reporting. So at this point, we get a lot of jokes from Arnie Pie having a kind of a ban- passive-aggressive banter with Kent Brockman, which is just what I wanted out of this episode. This 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 story about Bart and Lisa being jealous of not getting their father's attention. What I needed at the end was some banter between Arnie Pie and Kent Brockman. Well, of course. I mean, this is the perfect time to inject another relationship for random humor. Someone was probably like, hey, let's get Arnie Pie in there. Hey, wouldn't it be funny if, if the guy who's always in the chopper wants to get involved? Let's throw that joke in there. So Arnie Pie's there. He's chasing him in a helicopter. We're watching the police chase happen. Uh, Homer crashes almost before he, he he's about to drive into the jail. Instead, crashes the, the paddy wagon filled with children that are ostensibly not seat belted in anywhere. Um, so they're probably hurt. Uh, oh, wait, no one gets hurt. There's no consequences. This is a cartoon. Don't forget. None of this matters. Mm-hmm. So then we get I feel like Matt, I feel like my brain is eating itself. Is that normal? When you're watching the Scully years, yes, yes, it is. <laughs> so we then get a scene that is 30 seconds long, at least 30 seconds. It felt like hours. It felt like I had, I'd entered a loop of infinite time that didn't end. And that's, I guess that's the way this episode, I could explain this entire episode. Um, Homer first tries to jump over a fence. And we, this is all commentary from Arnie Pie's perspective. He's looking down on Homer. Homer is... Like from a chopper cam. Homer is trying to, he tries to jump over a fence because cops are showing up. Homer tries to jump over a fence, fails. Uh, and then he tries to dig under the fence, fails. Uh, and then he tries to crawl through a pipe and he gets stuck. And then the cops show up and uh, ostensibly arrest him. And then, Matt, we get a, there is a, a cut to the final scene in the episode where it goes, there's a, uh, a cut to the, it's an establishing shot of the Simpsons house. And uh, overlaid that is a, a caption that says three mistrials later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we get the actual ending of the episode. Why did you rat me out, kids? Was it because I showered love on those other children while ignoring you? Yeah, pretty much. Well, I learned my lesson. From now on, you two are the only kids I'll care about. Oh, and Maggie. Now let's all enjoy the snack table while we still have it. The teamster said they'd pick it up by five. Yeah, that'll happen. (laughs) (laughs) Teamsters. No. I feel like the first line of that, where Homer goes, oh, was because I showered love and attention on the kids while ignoring you? Yeah, pretty much. That's all you need. Stop right there. Homer goes, oh, end of episode. I don't. No, Matt. No. I refuse. Okay. I refuse. I refuse this. This is not. You don't get this. No. No. No, you didn't earn this. You don't get this. No, 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 no. No, Simpsons. No, thank you. You didn't get... You don't earn this. The little tidy rat in, in a bow thing. Because the story you told doesn't match this. I don't know what well, of this... Course not. I don't know what this ending is for. This ending doesn't go to this episode. Like, you can have a dismissive joke ending where they... they like, And they've done it before where they just go like one... Like what you said. One sentence, two sentences... This is exactly wrap up exact moral of the story. And it's the joke is 
hey, we're just we're literally just explicitly telling you what the moral was, what the what this episode was about, what the theme was. You can do that when you tell the story well, when the story makes sense, when character characters have motivation and reasons for why they're doing things. There's none of that in this episode. I never know why Homer is in a daycare. I never know why Bart and Lisa are angry. If Homer's a monster, why would Bart and Lisa want him as a father? It doesn't make any sense. None of this makes any sense. These people are characters. This isn't... I don't recognize anyone in this. Who are these people, Matt? Who are these characters? These are the Simpsons. This is not Homer. This is not Bart Lisa. This is not even Marge. Marge has like four lines in this episode. None of them are recognizable. Who are these people? What is this? This feels like I've said this before, and I'm gonna say it again. This is we'll put this in a pile, I guess. This is, feels like Tommy Wiseau wrote a Simpsons episode. You know? Yeah, yeah, it does. I, I, well, actually, I think it would be better than this because this, like you said, like I said as well at the beginning of this episode, there's the core of something good. Homer, for some reason, spends time with other kids, enjoys being with them because they respect him, or at least don't know to hate him yet. And Bart and Lisa get jealous. That's the core of a good episode. You can make something out of that. This is definitely not that episode because it's just crappy jokes. And that part of the episode takes maybe four minutes of the whole thing. And it's poorly executed on top of that. It feels like a space alien saw a saw an episode of The Simpsons and then tried to create their own without understanding how humans work. Like, that's the thing. Like, this isn't even recognizable as like human behavior. Who? Who? If you told me Mike Scully was from outer space and he is infiltrating humanity, I'd believe you. Because this is... Sounds about right. This is... And people were talking about how bad I'm going to praise land is. Some of the behavior in that episode is at least recognizable as, like, human. <laughs> yeah. Like, Flander is feeling sad about not having his wife. Okay. I can understand. That's, like, recognizable. I can recognize humanity in there. Where's the human... Who's... Who, who, what is this? This is a shameful. I've said it. I'll say it again. Shameful. This is terrible. This is. There's nothing recognizable in this. What is this? When people describe Scullyers as Looney Tunes, that's that is not fair because Looney Tunes was good. There's cartoonish. There's not even that much cartoonishness in this. It's just nonsense. It's garbage. <sighs> I'm so happy the Scullyers. Scullyers are almost over, man. We're almost out. Well, we do have next week to get through, but... We do, and plus the few episodes from the start of the next season. That's true, because there's always a few leftovers. But after that, it's going to get way better, right? It, uh, people, I'm not... The Al Jean, long Al Jean run the, to, to, that continues to this day isn't isn't great. It's not... I don't even know if I call it good, but it's not this. I will take a mediocre Al Jean... Al Jean episode 100% of the time over this. This is miserable. And it's not, yeah. and it, I, I, I again, I repeat this. I said it last week, and I know I've said it before, before this too. I also want to repeat, but we haven't used this word. It, this episode is boring. Well, it's, it's boring, not because they didn't try to make it funny, but because they failed. All of the jokes are stupid. I mean, like for uh, our bonus episode this week, uh, you know, if you support us on Patreon, you know what we're talking about. Uh, we read a book about psychology in The Simpsons, and uh, both of us several times, in my case, uh, fell asleep while reading it. Not because it was boring. It was just a little dry. This is boring to the point that while watching it, I just spaced out for five minutes while looking at the screen. 
because it's not interesting to watch. It's not engaging. You don't. Ca- I, and these yeah. are characters that Matt and I literally dedicate a ex- amazing amount of our time to. We spend hours every week. We've spent how many a th- over a thousand hours just on the podcast alone with between preparation and recording and editing thousands of hours. There should be no one more engaged than us. And it's just it's it challenges you to watch because you're just like, why do I care? Why do who do I care about these people? Why do I care about these characters? There's just nothing relatable. There's nothing engaging. It's just it's nothing human. I, it's not funny. It's not clever. What's left? This should be. This is like a tur- this is like a reverse Turing test. They should show this to computers to test if they can recognize <laughs> human behavior. Uh huh. And they if like if they would pass if they go oh this was written by this is machine learning. I, I think a machine learning written episode of The Simpsons would be better than this, honestly. Probably. Um, we'll rank it at the end of the show. Can't wait for that. My favorite. Mm. Uh, I would suggest that this episode is broken, Matt. It is. And for all the reasons we spoke about before, this episode, like we said, has a core of a good idea and just fails to execute on it because they had they, they couldn't think of a way to expound on the topic to where it makes sense and so they threw in a lot of Matt, terrible jokes Matt, Matt, you gotta let me play the clip first sorry 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 no you were right the first time with that quick fix idea let's see quick fix quick fix ah. um like you said matt the core idea the core premise of homer hurts himself starts a daycare bart and lisa get jealous and work out a plot to get homer back all that isn't bad. Like, that's fine. It doesn't really matter. Like, most plots of The Simpsons aren't very original because it's just sitcom plots that they twist and write amazing jokes around and, and write meaningful character around. So this works out. It's it's fine. But because we never know why we're supposed to, like, one, why are we at the YMCA for seven minutes? so much wasted time like you said you said four minutes of actual plot in here i don't know if there's even that much that's true it's it's so it's so wasteful and like i write i wrote i wrote better crap in high school before the bell rang trying to get homework turned in like it is feels like rushed together pushed hashed together nonsense you establish your one homework gets injured early he's you end the first act with him being rejected by Bart and Lisa, I would say that's the only way. Matt's the only way I can I can I can uh, fathom that making this episode work is Homer tries to get Bart and Lisa's attention. They don't understand that about Homer's situation, how lonely he feels being injured. So one Homer gets injured early. You accentuate his loneliness and how now you actually make it explicit now that he's stuck at home. He doesn't enjoy it that much because he doesn't have the freedom. You know, he can't go down to Moe's anymore. He can't go to the Quickie Mart. He's trapped. Mm-hmm. Make it explicit. Then at the end of the first act, you have Bart and Lisa say, no, dad, we got things to do. We're busy. And you leave him alone. And he goes, oh, and we end with that same sad note. Act two, we have the fl- Flanders. He babysits Rod and Todd still. He's actually a I, I Matt. I don't know how hard I can emphasize this. He's a good babysitter. Yes, in this episode, yes. He has to be. He has to be a good babysitter, a good caretaker. I don't know. Okay, he has to be. So he's good. He's good at it. 
because I think because he's so lonely, maybe for whatever reason, he's good at it with Rod and Todd. Then he starts a daycare center. And at this point, you can introduce maybe Bart and Lisa are feeling a little stern. They're like, why is dad starting a daycare center? And why is he so he's so dedicated? And he's actually and he is good at his job. And then and then you then you slowly begin the, the jealousy aspect of it. And then you have Bart and, Bart and Lisa at the end of act two, I think, I think at some somehow ruin the daycare or, or, or cause conflict between Homer and his daycare business. And the, maybe parents start pulling out the kids, whatever. And then act three resolution, Bart and Lisa realize they've done something wrong. Work at earning all the kids, all the parents trust back for Homer. The kids come back to the daycare center, Homer and Bart and Lisa get back together. Everyone's happy. Uh, and I, then you can make the joke at the end that wraps everything up real fast. I don't know why there's an award ceremony in here. I don't know why all, I don't know why any of this. That's so, it's just non teams. Why Matt, why there's multiple teamster jokes in here. Well, they really have it in for the teamsters. What, what is happening? How long did that take me, Matt? Um, five, hmm. five minutes, something like that. Yeah. Have I ever worked on a television show? Mm, I don't believe so, no. All these people who are writing Al Jean ran The Simpsons before this for for years. He worked under James L. Brooks, the most one of the most like established TV creators of all time. He didn't understand this? Did Mike Mike Scully worked on Mike Scully wrote Lisa on Ice, Matt? Really? Wow. So don't tell me he's not capable. They couldn't I that took me five minutes to figure out. It's not hard. How did they think this was good? It's the it's the Emperor with no clothes. It's a scull that's yeah. a Scullier's. Like that's that's all you gotta do. Is that was that not funny enough? Apparently not. You do that plot and then you write jokes afterwards. You don't come with jokes already prepared. You figure out jokes around that stuff. That's the hard part. Well yeah. Uh that's the why the Simpsons took so long to write episodes before in the golden years is because they, you know, did the hard part. You know, they didn't just skip it. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't just skip it. That's accurate. Uh, any any other thing you want to add about that, Matt? Uh, no, fixing... let's stop talking about this. It's making me sad. <laughs> I'm well. I'm way ahead at you. I'm. This is this thing has been ruining my day. Um, I had to go for a walk after I watched this thing. Uh, we can move on. To our next segment, it's time for Comps the News Group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. A Comps the News Group is where I come through the old alt.tv.simpsons news group, see what people were talking about the week or two after an episode debuted, what they thought of the episode. Um, also, Simpsons Archive is a, a tremendous resource. They've, uh, they've recorded a lot of these things that the Google Groups doesn't necessarily remember. Uh, apparently, I've said this before. All that news group stuff did not all get taken, put, ported over when they got switched over to Google Groups along the line. Luckily, nerds on the internet are here to save the day again, Matt. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. What would we do Let's without them? Not have a record of the minutia of the internet from its early days. Or copies of video games before they got ripped, destroyed on the servers, whatever. They get pulled yeah. off the internet. Uh, I got some reviews for you, Matt. I hope they're bad. <laughs> all right. I'll go from, I have three reviews. Uh, and start best to worst. 
While it was mostly just another episode, there was the occasional good moment in the YMCA scenes, and the chase scene had a few bits of original material, though the ending with the Teamsters joke felt a little abrupt. I was expecting some Teamsters retaliation, even if it was in the Gracie Films logo. B+. Next review. I have no idea where to begin here. A weak first act followed by a solid second and an okay third one. The YMCA bit was forced and almost all the jokes failed except for Homer's morphine-induced recollection. Second act was done pretty well except for that touch Homer's scab joke. Obviously, Swartzwater written. Third act, third act. If Homer hadn't kidnapped the kids, we'd have more time to wrap up the Bart and Lisa-Homer conflict, which is all but left open in the flimsy and forced ending C. True. Finally, Matt, this one I think is along the lines of what you're thinking. What the hell was that? It would probably be too much to ask that episodes have structured plots along the line of Duffless, but could they at least stick with one plot from beginning to end? Seems like the writers replaced the satire that made the show great with, with one-liners. The whole first act sagged. There was barely enough comedy here for a D. That sounds about right. I would not even give it a D. Maybe a D-. minus. Uh, and then we have uh, the, the promotional material for this episode, Matt. Uh, voiceover. Parents beware when Homer Simpson starts a daycare center. A shot of Homer chasing Bart with a mace. All the kids hugging Homer, and Homer jumping off the treehouse and sending the kids flying. Voiceover. And all new Simpsons on Fox. I mean, that's accurate, I suppose. Mm, yeah, not really, but whatever. Why does accuracy matter in marketing? Hmm. Never has before. I, mm, I have thoughts. We can move on, Matt. That's, there's not much else uh, here that isn't very apparent from this episode, uh, because there's not much to this episode. Our listener question is, it, it, but, but, I've run out of uh, my perspicacity again. We can move on to our next segment. It is time for the listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. <gasps> Yellow. KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener. Yellow. Our listener question of the week this week is, what is your idea for a Flanders episode? Uh, some some very good responses. Appreciate everyone who took the time to answer. Uh, from AJ, I would like to see him return to being a pharmacist. He left that career to start his left-handed business, which has since become a kiosk, and that can't really be that stable a career. Could be the start of him gradually turning into the type of character he was before the religious personality became so cartoonishly exaggerated. And then get you an episode in which you parody Breaking Bad with Flanders as your Walter White, but significantly toned down because it's still Flanders. I don't need this part, but why not do something fun like this? Yeah, 100%. That, that would be interesting. Although, I uh, just wanted to point out that uh, Flanders is now Bart's teacher. Uh, he's taken from Mr. Scribopoulos as his current one, so he has left behind the kiosk business. <laughs> Although you wouldn't know that unless you've watched the last, like, 15 seasons, which you, you don't have to. It's okay, we'll let you know. You say that he's... Like, you're right, Matt, he has become Bart's teacher, but is there any point when that became, like, meaningful? Not so far, no. 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 Of course not. Uh, from Alistair, Ned chokes to death on his birthday candles when blowing them out. Homer resuscitates him, but Ned becomes worried as he admits to not seeing anything when he crossed over. Meanwhile, Homer starts his own resuscitating business called Resuscitate Savior. He gets on the wrong side of a mob-like gang called Medics. Maybe John Edwards can star. Can guest star. I don't know. That sounds amazing. I want that episode. <laughs> yeah, it's not bad. Uh, Lauren, I would like to see Ned go back to being the perfect neighbor instead of being the super religious guy. So basically something happens, like his son may be gay, and this makes him doubt God, or at least realize that religion isn't black and white. He ends up just relaxing on that part, and he focuses more on being a good guy and neighbor. Yeah. It yep, opens him up a lot right. more if he's not, if he was just like season two Flanders again. I, I don't know why they haven't 
whatever, uh, from Darren. He becomes a uh, Latter-day Saint, and I'd love to see Mormon jokes that aren't the same wrong stereotypes of polygamy and trash like that. Um, I don't know if that's – if they're capable. Yeah, yeah, like, that'd be tough for them to do. An episode where Flanders becomes a Mormon is, I think, interesting, but I don't expect any – I would not expect anything but – him getting like he'll have four wives and blah and whatever uh that's what i i that's what i expect from uh abby at energy turtle reverend lovejoy has a nervous breakdown and ned has to suffer him at the church where he learns there's more to being a minister than not caring about people uh from guy at short dude 47 todd comes out as gay calamity ensues i mean that's yeah i think rod or todd i mean it wouldn't be todd's the older one right have to be todd I believe Todd is the younger one. Oh, is he? Then Rod. I don't not, I ev- Literally, the fact that I have to ask you every time who's the older one, I, what does it matter? James at James Warwick. Ned actually say a proper goodbye to Maud. Have it just re- Ned, Rod, and Todd and talk about what they miss about her, what they learn from her funny moments. Third act, have Ned visit her grave. Realize how in previous episodes he couldn't fully let go. And finally, have some closure. Imagine that closure. Uh, Bizarro Felger at Sports Club. Ned's hippie parents return and corrupt Rod and Todd. There mm. you go. Hasn't that happened before have the the beatniks i don't i, I mean believe they came back for one episode i don't know. i don't remember it matt so obviously it didn't happen of course <laughs> you've watched all the latter day episodes and i have not uh sean at real sean smith maybe bring back sean colvin as a guest and let ned go on tour with the monsters of christian rock perfect that's a, oh. not not a bad idea derek at derek at is me derek an actual crisis of faith episode rather than the point two seconds of it in alone again a character study a re-injection of the show's trademark citizen surrounding institutions like the church and a heartfelt resolution an episode ep- we could have an episode that could slot right into season seven or eight also yes why aren't you guys writing for the simpsons we should hire why don't, hey guys right simpsons creatives hire these people uh finally from elias uh, my idea for Ned Flanders episode, considering he has just become a teacher, be him learning the ways of the Springfield school system, whether it's finding corruption or having to adapt with Nelson and the gang. Uh, I think this episode could be great. Even plot line with Bart feeling bad for Flanders and also not wanting to see him like a teacher's pet. Yeah, like I like what I That'd said. Be great. Like what I said, Matt, like, why haven't they done any of that? Like, yes, Flanders is a teacher. There's so much there. They could do. I mean, we we saw him as a principal and, and having trouble with that because of the whole God in schools kind of thing. That's the kind of thing he would have trouble with. Maybe right about that. Maybe. Um, what's your answer, man? I would actually like to see Flanders in an episode where he meets somebody who is more pious than he uh, and see Flanders try to struggle with that. Uh, I would basically have the episode where, uh, you know, for the first act, Flanders tries to up his game uh, and be more pious and it becomes a great competition uh, before realizing somewhere in the middle act that it is taking a toll on his children and him realizing that he needs to cut back. And maybe when he cuts back, he cuts back to a little less than he used to be. Like we said, more to season two flames. Maybe he's a little more relaxed about things and maybe him and a homework go out for a beer or something. My answer is he gets married again. Again? Oh, okay. And it sticks. We They make a new character, uh, a, a, a female love interest, and the entire episode is courtship and marriage. And Ooh, it, and I it, like it. And it ends with them being married and they and it's a happy ending. And then after that point, hey, Flanders is married. And we have a new character. Well, that would require them to introduce a new character and have it stick, Robbie. I mean, come on. That's asking a lot. I, I, uh, I, it, it is, it seems, because they, you know, haven't done it in a long, like, when's the last, what's the last new character that, a supporting character that stuck around? I believe the closest we've gotten has been comic book, comic book guy's girlfriend. I want to say Kimiko. Yeah. Something like that. 
Uh, but she's only appeared in like three or four episodes, so that's yeah. the closest. Yeah, I mean, like that's. I mean, Maude never was like a huge part of the show in the first place, but just have Flanders just has this air of sadness around him because they've never, and it's just that same thing of like, hey, it may not make sense in the context of the show necessarily, but in real life, like, hey, Troy McClure is gone and Lionel Hutz is gone because Phil Hartman passed. And, like, there was never any real replacement for those characters, and they never really tried to that level of building supporting characters with that kind of character and growth that appeared all the time and had that same level of uh, performance from a great comedic actor like Phil Hartman. Give him a wife. Give, uh, like, a genuine, like, hey, I'm lonely i am looking to date he it could be whatever you want to do could it be a she she's probably religious semi-religious maybe you could make her more religious than him or less and or like i think my answer is make her less somewhat less religious still still christian still a strong believer in god and and religion but less less religious and flanders growth is him realizing that oh i need to compromise here because i love her and it's okay and they get married, and that's it. Yeah, I mean, you could you could let Julie Kavner do it, but let her do it on a regular voice. It's because this obviously doesn't have to be related to Marge, and that way you don't have to get a new person to do a voice, and you don't have to pay them anymore. I'm gonna say no, Matt. They should open up their stupid wallets and hire a female voice actor. Uh, that's whoa, whoa, whoa! Hire a fe- that's, there's, that's crazy. There's many. There's many working voice actors out there who are very, very talented. Get one that has a good range, and she. This is her one of her characters, and we can have four or five more female supporting characters because guess what? There's not very many of them, especially after Ed, after uh, Marshall Wallace has passed. There's one less. Yeah. And Miss Hoover's, you know, the again there is a Miss Hoover or whatever. Like she, I'm at, They don't even treat the like characters anymore. The teachers, so whatever. Yeah. Um, I that's what. Yeah, guys, you you want to end the criticism of the Simpsons coasting? Don't coast work hard make like there's been appearance of it this season because they've had new blood in the writing staff hire and hire new people hire voice actors that aren't just guest stars hire working voice actors with range like all the everyone that is our current like aside from harry shearer who was a, a, a quite an accomplished comedic actor at the time when the show started all those other people were like small like uh character actors like small comedic character actors with really good talent in voice acting and they stuck around hire one of those people and let them just be a bunch of new people write new characters it's not hard i'm letting out a lot of frustration today matt i i can hear yeah uh next week's question what is your favorite moment from a supporting child character is anyone not that's not bartley sir maggie I might even allow Maggie. That's true. She she's part of the family, but mm. yeah, I would say uh, how about not Matt? No, not Maggie. Here, I'll I'll lay out. I don't often do this, but no Bart, no Lisa, no Maggie. Anyone else? Um, I already know Matt's answer. Oh, you do? Do you? You do? I have it in my head. I'm, all right, I'm, all right. We'll I'm, see. I'm, I'm. We'll see. Um, but that's next week's question. I'll post it on our social media, facebook.com slash the Simpsons show pod, Twitter at Simpsons show pod, email us at Simpsons show pod at gmail.com. All the links to that stuff is on our website, which is the Simpsons show.com. Uh, we can move on Matt to our next segment. It's time for the no Google trivia challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. S M R T. I mean, S M A R T. 
The No Google Trivia Challenge is where Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one medium, and one hard. Try and stump the other. Matt has a basically insurmountable lead on me right now. Uh, so I'm almost, I'm almost definitely going to lose this season. Makes me feel bad. Matt, bad and sad. Matt. Well, Robbie, no matter what, I'm proud of you. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> I've got some interesting ones this week for you, so we'll see. I'm ready. What's my easy question? All right, so your easy question this week. Uh, all of these are from Bart versus Thanksgiving. Who are the halftime performers uh, at the Thanksgiving football game in Bart versus Thanksgiving? We've seen them several times, in fact. Yeah, this is not an easy question, Matt, um, despite really? your oh. insistence. Um uh, I mean, my my problem with it is I'm not there's I'm not there's the Simpsons one, and then there's the the real one that they based it off of, and I'm not sure which is which. Um, <laughs> it I, I think oh no this is that's uh, <laughs> I don't know I don't know which is I know I like I have the two in my head and one is from the Simpsons and one is from real, real life. And it's a 50-50 shot because they have the same – their names – both the names are ridiculous. So it's not mm-hmm. – um, I'm going to say hooray for everything. You are correct. Oh, thank God. Up with people is the real one. Ben. Up with people is the real one, yes. Up with people, which is the, <laughs> also just ridiculous. Up with people. Yeah. kind of name is that? Okay, Matt. Your questions are from Itchy and Scratchy, uh, the movie. Oh, okay. What job does Bart get in the future? Uh, Chief Justice of the Supreme Court. That is correct. What's my medium question, Matt? Your medium question. Who are the women on Lisa's centerpiece that Bart knocks into the uh, uh, fire? Oh, God. Um, um, hmm. Is it mm, Marjorie Stoneman, Douglas, and... Uh, there are three. I'll give you that. Three. Oh, okay. Marjorie Stoneman Douglas. There's a suffragette. Why can't I remember her name? Marjorie Stoneman D- Douglas, Sacagawea, and, and the, a suffragette that I cannot remember her name. Lizzie Borden killed her mother with an axe. It's not Lizzie Borden. I don't know, Matt. The third. I can't remember the third. I don't think. All I don't right. even think Sacagawea right. is right. Honestly, I'm really impressed you got Marjorie Stoneman Douglas, but it is also George O'Keefe and Susan B. Anthony. Susan B. Anthony is the one I was thinking of. George yeah. O'Keefe, really? I did not. Okay. I know. I didn't think Lisa would be up for that, but okay. Your medium question, Matt. What does Marge have to write on the chalkboard after their uh, after the parent teacher conference? Oh, um, I will try to raise a better child. You're very close, Matt, but no cigar. Oh, nuts! It is just simply, I will raise a better child. I will raise. Oh, dang it! Okay, you're very close. Fair enough. Your hard question, and this is extremely difficult. I just I happened to be watching this episode and I saw this and I'm like, whoa, there is no chance any but the most dedicated Simpsons fans will get this. Mr. Burns lives on the corner of what streets in this episode? Oh, Jesus. Uh, uh, I'm going to I'm going to make my guess a there's a, two. I think there's two answers here. One is that it's two very generic sounding streets because they didn't think much about it or it's a joke. And so it's he, it is a joke. Okay. Uh, I will even tell you it involves historical figures. Right. Uh, I'll say the corner of Napoleon and Pol Pot. 
you're kind of close. Uh, we're thinking more rich people, though, than uh, uh, evil dictators. Uh, the corner of Croesus and Mammon. I mean, Mammon's a devil. Yeah. De- demon. I mean, yeah. I don't know about Croesus. I don't know what. Uh, uh, he was, I want to say, was the ruler of Crete or something like that. Uh, well, uh, I had to go look uh, it up because uh, I had no I, idea. I, I, okay. Your hard question, Matt. Lydia. Your hard question, Matt, which is also extraordinarily difficult. Um, oh, God. The movie theater in the future is offering a free what with a movie ticket? Free, okay. Um, a free gun? Uh, no, it is. Oh, uh, is it's a word. It's a word that is made up. Uh, it is. Oh, okay. It is Glexnor. Oh, a free Glexnor, of course. Free Glexnor for the first fifty who buy a ticket, you get a free Glexnor. Good to know. It 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 even lingers on that for a second. This it huh. they, they linger on it like. I don't even think that's a particularly funny gag, but they even linger on it for a second. Yeah, you got a free Glexnor. Like, well, that's not... I don't know what a Glexnor right. is, so that's not sure. that. Um, I'm sorry. I'm, I only... We, we tied one point each this, this, but I'm now... I'm still six points behind you, Matt. Uh, there's only one more episode in this season, so I I can guarantee you that I'm not gonna reach... I'm not gonna f- find you to get... I'm we'll not see. gonna match. Maybe I will have a complete brain fart. I... It, I Mm. Zero points, Matt. I think you've gotten zero points literally one time in this entire in our in, hun, in hey, we'll hundreds see. of episodes. You now, um, maybe twice. That's what it'd take. Um, so Matt is up by six points. We also, but we are absolutely getting more difficult as we go, Matt. Both we are. We have never been so. Well, yeah, we have never gotten so low in our points. Uh, and I can see the trend clearly as we have gone, where. We have gone lower and lower and lower and lower. This is the lowest yet, where we're just like abusing each other with incredibly difficult trivia questions. Um, well, that that's enough for trivia this week. We can move on to our final segment. Segment we need every single episode with. It's time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best episode ever is the part of the show where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically as we watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever. And how good they are. Um, this episode is very, very bad, Matt. It is. So the real question is, how far down on the list is it going to go? Um, it's below Skinner's Sense of Snow. Okay, that seems totally doable. Uh, so right below that, we have Make Room for Lisa. I think it's worse than that. Yeah, I it's it's not like cuz I think Make Room for Lisa and Screaming Yellow Honkers and Kidney Trouble I don't know, those are I think they make more sense and like they have a little bit more effort put into the plot, but they're also just built on like terrible premises that I you know, I can't stand. Like Screaming Yellow Honkers is basically, oh yeah, Marge is crazy, Homer is a monster and Make Room for Lisa it's like, yeah, Lisa should be apologizing to her father. And you're like, well, for him being a monster. And you're like, okay. And then there's wish. I think, honestly, this reminds me of when you dish upon a star a lot. Because it doesn't feel like a Simpsons episode. No, you're right. It feels like a, a stupid sitcom that like that, that they just threw jokes at and made into a Simpsons episode. I don't know. It's it's in that. I feel like it is worse than those those three. I, I don't. Uh, when you, but it's like, I, I I'm a little bit. I was not expecting you to feel as strongly about this episode. 
I was expecting this to be kind of another meh episode, much like last week's. You know, I'm going to Praise Land was in, you know, is in the Monty Can't Buy Me Love, you know, Bark to the Future, Insane Clown Poppy, where you're just like, eh, it's like, it's bad, but it's just kind of like meh bad. This is just so, so colossally messy and lazy. Um, I I think it's worse than when you dish upon a star. I think it's worse than Saddlesaur Galactica. I would rather watch Saddlesaur Galactica again. I I don't know. You'd rather watch Elves than this. I, I, I can get behind that. I would rather watch Elves than this. Um, I th- I actually think this is worse than Homer versus Dignity, but I do think it's right above Bye Bye Nerdy because Bye Bye Nerdy is just straight up Lisa character assassination. <laughs> I think you particularly hate Bye Bye Nerdy because of how unscientific it is. I mean, for many many reasons. <laughs> it's more than that, obviously, but. I think that was the thing you really honed in on in our notes. It seemed like you're just like so angry at the, I mean, it is, it does make science stupid, which is almost inexcusable. Um, Try to think it is very much like in that category. It's not the truly atrocious bottom three, but it is in that bye-bye nerdy tennis, the menace. It's a mad, 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 mad Marge where it's just like in, you're like what is happening why is any of like you don't know why things are happening um hmm try to think about bye bye nerdy it is very bad yeah i think bye bye nerdy's worse i can agree with you there i just i just had a flash of the science composium or whatever they're doing and I, of, you, know, the, you mean the, the the big science thing the big science thing and lisa presenting and it made me inexplicably angry all of a sudden. So I think that's a good. I think yeah. I was like, no, that's you know, that's I can agree with that. It's okay. I I children are lesser clawed. Uh, this is season twelve. It is not Denver. That's that's below. That's so that's where we're at, man. I already typed it in, so it might as well just be set in stone. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it's children are lesser clawed by. Uh, it's below Homer's versus above Bye Bye Nerdy number two forty seven on our list. Not a good place. Uh, last place, still in the, last place is Simpsons Safari at two fifty two. Number one on the list is Homer's Enemy, followed by Kate Fear, Summer Four Foot Two, Mysterious Voyage of Homer, Bart sells his soul, you only move twice, Lisa the Iconoclast, Homer's Phobia, Homer vs. Teeth Amendment, Old Man and Lisa, Marjorie's the Monorail, Lisa's Wedding, Lisa's Substitute. Ah, oh, they're so good, Matt. I don't want to forget. They're so good. All those episodes, they feel fill me with joy. Maybe I need to like have like a, you know, like a palate cleanser in between some of these scholarly episodes. Start watching the good old days. It might make me angrier though, in a certain way. So maybe it's That's not true. Good you know what you should watch? You should watch the new Ducktales instead. That will make you feel better and nostalgic for the good old days. Whoa! Exactly. I've heard it's very good. It's fantastic. It's just it doesn't deserve how good it is. Honestly, <laughs> nothing should be that good. <laughs> okay. Uh, so you can find this list at our website uh, at com. links to our Facebook, to our Twitter, to our RSS feed, link to our Patreon. If you want to throw the show a couple of dollars, get some bonus content with it, we really appreciate it. Help us out. Our next episode, Matt, is the last episode of Season 12. It is Simpsons Tall Tales. Oh boy, another one of these. I mean, at least it doesn't have to hold together a single plot over three ep- over the entire episode. That's true, because apparently they can't do that. I, so the, it's a bit less of an ask, you know. It can't be worse. It can't. It can't be worse than this, right? We'll see.
No, you're not. You're not supposed to say that. You're supposed to say, you know, absolutely not. It's definitely going to be better. Sorry, man. I, I can't make any promises. <laughs> okay, that's next week. Watch along with us. Uh, before we go, you can find me online on Twitter at Robbie Dorman, and you, all my stuff, all the things I do online at my website. It's RobbieDorman.com. Uh, links to all my other podcasts: The Boys Comics Hour about comic books, Sarah Finesse. It's about lots of nerdy things. And you find a link there to my debut horror novel conquest so you can buy it on amazon uh if you have amazon uh kindle select kindle limited you can read it for free so the link to that on my website robbydorman.com matt does not participate in social media you will not find him oh uh, that's true all i'm doing for the next four days is taking care of kittens because like i said uh we have 13 cats in the house uh, only six of which are ours uh so i will be constantly feeding and cleaning for the next several days if you'd like to see the fruits of my labor you can go to instagram uh, kit interns uh k-i-t-t-i-n-t-e-r-n-s to see the wonderful adorable kittens i am taking care of they're very cute kittens guys i do want to emphasize that if you want i i don't want to I don't want to like imply that there, because the, to me there is no limit on how many cat pictures I want in my life. So I, yeah, immediately if you like cat, if you like cute kittens and cats, uh, follow uh, the kitten turns Instagram. It's very good. Uh, I'm Robbie, and I'm Matt. And I keep watching The Simpsons. Shh.